Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Andrew McDonald, great to have you on the program. Thanks for having us, Jared. What's the cyclone update to start with? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, made aware of that this morning. Um, yeah, there's a bit of weather around and, and forecast, but with, with the reserve day in hand, I think um, there will be a result. So we look forward to taking on South Africa, whether it be over one day or two day, which will be a, a little bit random. Are you? So what do you do? do? Do you start to think about a shortened game? Do you think about a game over two days? or what's, How do you factor it in? I think we keep it really simple and you, it's very hard to plan for weather. So... We'll go about picking our side um, with the with the whole fifty overs in in mind on on the first day there. So I don't think we get too far ahead of ourselves or overthink it. Pick the best team for the conditions against the South African opponent and and go from there and see what unfolds. Given that it is a little bit more than rain, have you been given any heads up on safety and that sort of thing? Uh, no, not at this stage. So most of it's sort of become aware to us this morning, as it probably ha- has for you as well. So um, earlier in the week, it was just sort of forecast as, as some rains, 30% rain. Um, at this stage, that's increased a little bit. Um, so as the days get nearer, we'll, we'll probably have a clearer picture. So we're a few few days out now, and we'll see how that unfolds. Any any chance of relocation? Uh, no, not that I've heard of. Um, variables, hey? Uh, Selection-wise, is it Stark in for Abbott? And then is there a decision on Labashain and Stoinis to be made? Yeah, I think the the two ins from the the last game will definitely be Mitchell Stark and and Glenn Maxwell. Obviously, after the the heroics of Glenn and and suffering that cramp, there there was some risk associated with him taking on Bangladesh, so we erred on the side of caution there. And with Mitch Stark, um, the heavy workload, he had a few niggles coming in, so we felt like it was a, a really opportune time just to give him that sort of slight freshen up leading into the semi-final. So he, he'll be a certain starter along with Glenn Maxwell. And then, yeah, the rest we've got to talk through. And um, I suppose the, the ongoing question for most of the tournament's been about how we'll structure up with our batting uh, unit. Uh, we haven't had the full 15 available, uh, so touch wood that that is the case that we've got full 15 fully fit players to, to choose from. And, yeah, we'll make a decision, as I said, based upon that surface. And and the opponent, but whichever way we go, we feel as though it's, it's going to be a strong-looking team and one that we're excited about. Does it boil down to a philosophy of heavy-duty batting in a semi-final or flexibility of an all-rounder? Yeah, two two totally different positions, if, if you want to narrow it into to Marnus and um, Marcus. Uh, yeah, so di- different different structure of team. And, and as I said, it's, it's not a straight, you know, number five batter competing with each other. They're two totally different different roles and yeah we, we haven't got that far in the discussion um i'm sure everyone else has had that discussion we're yet to see 
uh, the surface um, and we're yet to see the conditions. So, um, as always, we'll step through our process, as boring as that sounds. But as I yeah. said, we've got you know, very good options and we're, we're really um, really enthused by the way that top three has gone about it. I suppose when you start a tournament and there's some moving parts and you don't quite get uh, your top three with Travis Head missing and then obviously Mitch Marsh going home um, on family matters, um, we haven't really seen it unfold the way we would have liked, but we feel as though we've got the timing right and that's looking really strong. So whatever comes after that will be, you know, just, just add to the team. Have you used the all-rounders less than you might have in the original planning? Is Marsh through differing reasons. Stoinis maybe hasn't bowled as much as we might have anticipated. Green's been in and out of the team. Has It was an all-rounder heavy squad. Have you used them less than maybe you were, you were forecasting? Uh, I think Glenn Maxwell's probably picked up a, a lot of the, the the work and the way that he's been able to bowl and, and lock in and end as as the second spinners spinner is probably taking a few few overs out of the all rounder. But we saw Marcus Stoinis' impact at um, Bangalore against Pakistan was was pivotal. So we, we do like to have those bowling options. Um, Pat likes to to ring the changes, and I think his style of captaincy is really suited the, the teams that we have given him out there on the field and. As I said, Marcus's impact in that Pakistan game, picking up two wickets, turning that game around was critically important. So, um, yeah, we do like to have the bowling options. What bowling options do we need for the, the surface in Calcutta is the, the real question. What's the dynamic like at the end of the group stage? Do you do you rule a line there and now set up for hopefully two knockout games or is it a, a continued flow through the tournament? How, how do you approach that as a coach? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a continued... Uh, journey. So you, you set out with the view that you're you're making semis and you, you're planning for that. Um, clearly, at, at Zip and Two early on in the tournament, that there may have been a few suggesting that we we're not going to time our run the way that we would like to. But yeah, it is a continuation. You're gathering information. We played South Africa recently in a a five match series, so that there'll be some connection to that as well. What we've learnt um, there, and it's a familiar opponent. But yeah, um, first things qualifying. There's no doubt about that. But um, yeah, our ex- our expectations were to to be in the semi final, and we're planning and preparing for that. Um, and yeah, and there was some some niggly stages at the start, but we feel as though we've got the team moving in the direction that we want. And yeah, you look through our list, and most most players have had a really significant impact in in certain games, and. In the instance of Davey Warner, he's really underpinned that batting and we saw Travis Head come back against New Zealand and, and now Mitch Marsh with that big 100 as well. Um, everyone's had a, had a taste of it and they've impacted and, and that's the real positive for us. It's a story that will be fully told at the end of the tournament, I realise that, but this has been it's been challenging, it's been interrupted, you've had unforeseen disruptions, you've had injury, you've lost the second spinner. Um, is there a sense of uh, that you've had to weather a fair bit to, to reach the semi-finals? Yeah, I think most teams have been in similar boats as well. Um, you look at New Zealand, um, even England. Um, there's teams that have had their challenges, but one of the key things that we we spoke about at the start of the tournament was focus on what you, what we've got and not what we haven't. Um, and, and that was really based around sort of Travis Head and, and Ashton Agar, two, two players that we had planned for to be in there. Uh, unfortunately, Ashton w- was to be ruled out for the tournament and, and Travis coming in late. But the, the focus was on who who was there, who was in the 11 and, and how we were going to go about that. And we got excited by the 11s that we put out there, um, albeit others potentially looked at what was missing. Um, we didn't feel like we were missing anything because they weren't available. Um, so the focus was clearly on that. And we've had that mentality the whole way through. And yeah, as we come to the semi-final, we're probably in a unique position where we touch wood. We've got 15 to choose from, which is a great problem to have. 
yeah, so there is a, a timing in that. I'll ask that in a moment. But just at zero two, so there's probably a couple of dynamics. One, did, did you come together at that stage, knowing that the margin for error had probably been whittled away? And and the second part, perhaps, is you have to hold your nerve and, and keep your patience and, and, and trust that it would rectify itself? Yeah, we, we had great trust in the, in the players that we picked and they were able to do a job. And sometimes you get in a, in a situation that you don't want to be in and that was that zip and two. And yeah, I mean, there's always conversations um, to, to really recommit to trusting that, that the process that we put in place, that the players that we picked and the style that we want to play would, would work. Um, and there's no doubt you, you probably talk to players after the tournament that they may have had their doubts, um, but they certainly didn't show it. Um, it was business as usual. Uh, we went into that Sri Lanka game, and if we remember back that far, they got a really decent start as well. I think it was about one for 150, and no doubt that the narrative out there might have been slightly different to the one that we were sensing internally. We felt that game started to shift, and then we got an opening and were able to put our you know, foot in the door and open it right up and, and get the win there. And, and and from there, it hasn't been smooth sailing, um, but we've found ways to win. We've had different um, you know, different performers as well. And as I said, most of the, the players have, uh, you know, been able to have a significant impact at, at one time or another. So they should take great confidence from that. Do you feel like you have, well, it's seven in a row. Do you feel like you have momentum, surging momentum? How, how do you feel you hit the semis? Yeah, momentum. I'm not, I'm not a true believer in momentum. I think <laughs> in other sports, when the ball's in perpetual motion, then you, there is a definition of momentum. But it's probably psychological momentum in cricket because you know every game starts afresh and you know there's there's so many stops and starts in in a, in a play of cricket where you know the bowler gets the ball goes to the top of his mark and there's all all these breaks in play but I think that psychological momentum in the confidence that the players have in each other and themselves is is real um, and we feel as though we're, we're we're building at the at the right time um, which is really pleasing and and in saying that I think that. The other teams in there in South Africa and India in particular, uh, you know, they would say the same. So you've got, you know, some confident opponents uh, stepping into the semi-final stages as well. Do you have a critical mass of players in good form? Maybe it's a better question. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yes. Yeah. What What are your concerns? I think probably the major concern being discussed back home is the is the bowling in the power play, the first ten overs. Do Do you share that? No, I don't share that entirely. I think that the surfaces, um, depending on whether you bat and bowl first as well, there's been a significant shift in the conditions. So if you do happen to bowl first, it's very hard to penetrate in that power play. Um, and there's no doubt we've had to do a lot of the heavy lifting through the middle overs. And, and Adam Zanta's World Cup to date has been exceptional. I think he's um, almost bordering on the, the most wickets of a, of a spinner. I think Matara Muralithan may have that record. And that speaks volumes to the way that he's been able to perform. But there's been others in and around that as well. It, it takes two to tango in a bowling sense. You've got bowling partnerships. And I think the other thing too is that without the the power play wickets, the, the ability for the captain to to be able to ring the changes, keep control and, and find breakthroughs through the middle is is probably more difficult than than what people give it credit for as well. Um, we've had the luxury of Mitchell Stark um, in the power play being able to, to to get the breakthroughs for us along with Josh Hazelwood. And, and when that hasn't happened, I think that puts immense pressure on the captain and the ability for him to navigate through um, those those middle overs has been really, really impressive. So the, the quicks for India have been quite startling. Is Could you get more out of your quicks in these, in these last two games? Yeah, there's no doubt that power play wickets are critical um, and it's not through lack of planning or, or execution. And I think that 
when you play against batting units that are low risk in the power play as well, you, you, you tend not to be able to get as many breakthroughs. And that's one of our challenges against South Africa. We've seen their style of play. that They're quite conservative in the, in the sort of front half of the innings and they set it up for, you know, Mark from Klass and, and Miller to do the damage in the sort of back 25 overs. So our challenge in this game really, and it'll go a long way to determining the game, is those first 25 overs with the ball. So you, you may see a, a few different plans um, to, to potentially undo the opponent um, in terms of taking wickets. So, yeah, we're, we're really focused in on that. We know how South Africa play, and, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a focus point for us. Um, like it is in most other games, but in particular this one, it'll go a long way to determining the outcome. The top three with the bat, Warner's been in great form at the tournament. Heads had one terrific innings and Marsh at three just looks so natural there. Are you are you happy with what you've got at the top? Yeah, we're, we're really happy. Um, I think we sort of declared our hand a little bit on that um, in the lead-in with the way that we wanted to structure up. We wanted the, those top three batters to, to be aggressive um, at the top of the order and they've shown that um, we want to maximise that power play and, and then we've got some really key players coming in through the middle that can can play all sorts of situations whether you maybe two, three down early or whether you get a good start and yeah they can finish off the back end so yeah it's it's gelled well. Um, Travis Head no doubt was the the link that uh, we were waiting for hence the decision to to hold off on you know ruling him out and, and giving him the opportunity to come through and you know the medical team did an exceptional job there you know to return sort of just under six weeks um and to, to be able to go out there and perform um credit to them but also credit to the to the individual coming in off a off a small prep and being able to go out there and um deliver one of the all-time great world cup innings yeah and then the other all-time great innings is glenn maxwell is how aware are you of the the ripple effect of that right around the country, right around the world. Yeah, well, it rippled to uh, my son's under-12s training. Um, <laughs> at, uh, at his career club, uh, the, the next night, you know, they all come in and they're playing reverse sweeps and scoops and laps and all types of things when, when the coach is probably trying to set the foundations of a stable base and keeping your left elbow up. That got thrown out the window, and I think that'll be thrown out the window for quite some time. So uh, we feel for all the junior coaches out there, yeah. You may have to change your philosophy slightly, but um, incredible innings and, yeah, one that we've talked about, um, yeah, for the rest of time in cricket. I think it'll be a moment in time and uh, it's not by chance that he can do that. And I know you're a big supporter of, of Glenn and you've, you've declared that over a long time and we always knew that he had something like that in him, but he's you know gone and got the fastest World Cup 100 against the Netherlands and backed up in a in a really dire predicament for the team at seven for 91, I think it was from memory and to, to go out there under duress and deliver. And, and if you look back on that, if we hadn't been able to get the points in that game, it would have made potentially the back end of this tournament niggly and not as smooth as what it's been. So, um, but yeah, in saying that we've had some other you know, key performances as well, but that one will be remembered for the ages. So South Africa, it is, um, it's a bit of a throwback. You've played them so often in recent times. How much, how much of what you've seen, um, is is integrated into the planning for now a, a, a hot, the highest stakes game? Yeah, no doubt. You, you acquire knowledge across the journey against your opponent. Um, we feel as though, as I said just a little bit earlier, we feel as though they've got a, an element of predictability in the way that they want to structure up with the bat and how they play and the tempo in which they play at. Um, so there won't be too many surprises. Um, we'll be no doubt firmly focused on what we can do and how we get the game on our terms. Um and if, it, if it's not to go on our terms, then we, yeah, we'll have some some plans in place to be able to navigate through that um, with the ball. That yeah, you know, they play five 
five bowlers. Um, so they're, they're strong in terms of that. We expect that they'll play two spinners against us in, in Maharaj and Shamsi. So, it, yeah, as I said, both teams that will know each other really, really well. Um, a lot of games in the lead-in. We had them in the, you know, the second game of the World Cup where they they got the points. We feel in that one that I think Pat said even afterwards that, you know, the toss may have had a, a bearing that we may have got that one fractionally wrong with the conditions. Our second innings were, were, were much more difficult for batting. So, um, whilst that game looked as though it might have been a little bit of a blowout, um, we feel as though conditions contributed to that as well. And we feel like we're much better placed now and we've got um, our players in the form that we want. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's a different team you'll see from, from our end. Do you think with conditions, now knowing you haven't seen the surface, but also the pressure of a semi-final, that what's the value of of putting a score on the board, of, of winning the toss, batting and putting something up? Oh, incredibly value, valuable. Um, we've seen throughout the tournament, it probably has turned into a, a little bit of a bat-first tournament. And I don't know why it happens, but tournaments tend to take on these types of trends. And we saw even with the um, T20 World Cup that we won in the UAE, where it was, a, it was a chasing tournament, where I think it was 85% of games were won chasing. So uh, this one seems to have gone into that space. We, we know South Africa... Um, favour batting first as well. That's when they're at their best. And and I think you you could arguably say the same for us, that um, you know, we're, we're at our best when we, when we bat first. And, that, and that's what made the win against Bangladesh the other day, um, chasing our highest ever World Cup total um, impressive as well. It's it's always the the kink in most teams when the, there's a score on the board and, and you're chasing, you, it's more difficult to hit that winning run um, than most people imagine. The last two games at Eden Garden, so the teams that have batted first have made 326 and 337. Do you think a semi-final changes that dynamic or in, in somewhere in your mind will you be thinking, well, that, that's been the trend at the ground over the last week or so? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to yeah see, see what surface it is. It might be used as well. It might be a second-up surface as well, which they tend to bring the, the totals down a little bit. Um, but one of the things that we don't want to do, we don't go into too many preconceived ideas of what a winning total may be. We've got a batting unit that play the conditions really well. Um, they're able to adapt and, and assess as they go. So we, we don't want to limit ourselves on what we think it might be. Um, we don't want to play it safe. It's it's a batting unit that prides themselves on on taking the positive option. And I think you would have heard Mitch Marsh talk about you know, what brave means to them as a batting unit. Um, so we'll be encouraging that style of play. And who knows what the ceiling is if you were to bat first or who knows what the ceiling is um, if you had to chase down a total. So, yeah, we want to go in fresh of mind and, and play what's in front of us. Will you watch the India-New Zealand game beforehand? Uh, watch a little bit of it. I think we've got our, our final training session. I think it's about six to nine, but there'll be no doubt, um, you know, Cole with his with his phone on the train will be giving us score updates and there'll be an interest in it. So I think there'll be a, a keen interest on the toss there too. We've seen one caddy um, at night come alive. Um, so whoever's batting under lights there uh, may have a difficult um a difficult task in chasing a total down there. So, um, yeah, we're interested in all the games that are happening. So India are unbeaten during the tournament and at times have looked quite imperious. Are you a believer, though, once you get to these these last three games that all bets are off? Is you've got your form and all, but uh, but these these become just one-off affairs now. Yeah, we'd like to think so. Um, yeah, I think the pressure of a World Cup and, and tournament play is different. And then when you get into the semifinals and finals, it, it goes to a new level. And we we saw that even um, in the last World Cup in 2019, there, there was form lines going into that. New Zealand sort of snuck into the finals or over the top or in, topple India, who were equally as impressive in, in that tournament. So it's got a sense of deja vu about it um, in terms of the finalists. 
Big climax coming, Andrew. Really appreciate your time and, and the very best of luck for hopefully the next two games. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks for your time.